And we're back. Mostly. We're here. We're, we're here. here. <laughs> so I'm Corey. Sahara's with me. Uh, we Hello. We do not have a January <coughs> episode because I somehow managed to get whooping cough and I couldn't talk for more than 30 seconds without having a massive coughing fit. So... Sorry. And I started my second semester of graduate school, which is almost as bad as whooping cough. So we're a little... <coughs> Man, I say <laughs> no. this and now I'm coughing. This is great. Anyways, so we're kind of like a little bit in a better place and we are coming back. We were going to talk about Doctor Who last month, but we're going to talk about Doctor Who again because we've gotten, we've been able to see even more episodes and I think maybe so that we'll just well. throw some other stuff in there, too, if we think about it. <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> so, Sahar has been studying. I guess she was talking about putting together a document, which is very on brand for her because I see her <laughs> statistics spreadsheets when she starts talking about, like, network <laughs> stats. So, what do you have for us? So, the biggest thing for me is school started. And all of my friends were watching the episodes weekly, and I was really behind. And so I did that thing where I got really excited because, I, you know, originally we were going to record last month. And so I watched the first five episodes in a go, which was great. But then, of course, after you watch so many episodes in one time, you forget some of the key details. So I was just kind of keeping track of what's happened in the episode so we can talk about all of the things that throughout the last month we've talked about via Messenger but obviously, since you guys do not live with us, you do not know about all the cool things we've been really focused on. So just in general, there's been a lot of interesting um, reactions to this series of Doctor Who beyond just like the behind the scenes stuff of Jodie coming back for a series 13, which is really fun. 13th Doctor, 13th series. I just think that's cute. And then also how they fully become a unit now that really knows what they're doing. But at the same time, yeah, it's Graham and Ryan are also getting to kind of go on on their own. And, you know, really be companions who help the doctor, but also can help themselves, which I personally find really fun. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, there's people who are mad that apparently the series is, quote, too woke, unquote, which if people could stop using that word incorrectly, that would be great. And also, I don't really know what It's the new dog whistle. Like, I'm sorry, this is the new dog whistle for anybody who basically says, I don't want equal rights for people who aren't, like, white and male. There, I said it. I said it. Come at me. <laughs> I also don't understand because even as someone who only started Doctor Who with this doctor, did they miss the entirety of the whole premise? The whole I mean, it's just like when people get mad at Star Trek. I'm like, it's always been about You're equality using and logic, Sahar. We obviously know <laughs> logic only applies to them when they like to say facts don't care about your feelings and then go and have like a bitch fit <sighs> stupid as shit. Well, anyways. The real moral, then, is that we personally really like the way this series is going. I am very intrigued to see what's coming, especially because last year we didn't have any two-parters, or I guess a year and a half ago, because filming is weird and time is odd, and they ended really early last year. Anyways, so we didn't have any two-parters, and this year we're getting two, one at the beginning, one at the end, and there's a special coming, but we're not sure when that special is happening. So it seems like a very interesting foray into what other Doctor Who series have been like. And it seems like Chibnall and all, at all are trying to really utilize the, um, oh, what's the term I'm looking for? Like the DNA of the, the whole show as the entity 
and make it really fun and exciting and still be topical because the whole point of Doctor Who, it is topical. It's adventures in space and Earth, which one of the complaints people have been making is that we have been on Earth um, as of today's episode for seven episodes. And then next week we'll be on Earth again because it'll be with the Shelley siblings and Frankenstein is apparently showing up, which is pretty interesting. I'm so like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Okay, I'm good. I, I have been storing in this rant for way too long. I'm about to release the salt. I am so tired of the Doctor Who fandom. I am so tired. If it's not the dog whistling, you know, people who don't like that the show is being more progressive, even though the show has always been progressive. I'm sorry. The show has always been political. It has always right. been political. The third Doctor was grounded on Earth. This is nothing yeah. new. Yeah. And I am so tired. Like, I'm not even getting into the dog whistlers with the go, get woke, go broke crap. I'm not. Under, right. Like, that's not even. It, it's, it's low hanging fruit. Right. I am so tired of people who are like, this isn't giving me the exact brand of me drama that I want. So I'm going to go and complain about the show and how it's not perfect. They're not Which writing really... the show exactly for you. They're writing it for a large group of people who enjoy space or time adventures. I mean, that's I don't understand shit, right? why we have this new... I don't... This is a larger <laughs> rant, but I'm just like... It's like there's this new brand of viewership where if it's not... If you don't think it's direct, written directly for your 100% organic, special, personal tastes... Mm-hmm. then it's terrible. And I'm like, that's not how shows have ever been operated. Right. Well, and also the thing about political, TV, I mean, we've talked about this at length. My whole shtick is talking about media representation. <clears throat> everything is political. There is a meaning behind everything. Nothing exists on its own. And so for the writers to be really thoughtful about what stories they're telling says a lot about what their own beliefs are and also what they think should be coming. Because let's be real. The episode where plastic is in all of our bodies is not based out of falsehood. We literally know that PFAs are in every single water source on this planet, and we all probably have them in our body, which is terrifying. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. we can do about it, which is also distressing. But it's not like they're just picking stuff to be scary to be scary. Like, the whole shtick of Doctor Who has been, here are these regular things that we are going to think about in an unsettling manner. I mean, last series, we literally had an episode about Amazon with the Kablam Man, and the bubble wrap. And I do not press on bubble wrap anymore because it's not going to kill me, but I still don't do it. And so there's reasons why all of the episodes are written to be showing very specific things. And then, of course, before we even can get to the other doctor that we've seen this um, series, which we will get to eventually, people were really mad about the way that different historical figures have been included. And I'm like, how are you mad about Ada Lovelace and Nora Nyeth Khan? What? How could you be mad about two people who legitimately existed you, you and did the things they mad. did? Well, well no, I know low, why. You know why the low-hanging fruit are mad? But this yes. is the other thing. I'm like, there is this weird, bizarre, we're going to hold thir- the 13th Doctor to this weirdly impossible to meet standard that we have in our heads. How dare she violate Ada Lovelace and take her memories away? And I'm like... They've been taking everyone's memories away. This has been going on for forever. And also, like, she's trying to preserve the timeline. It's the same she's reason like why she tomorrow. had to walk away last season and let Yaz's would-not-be granddad die. Right. It's the same reason right. they had to let 
Rosa Parks get arrested on the bus. I'm like, this is, it's about preserving the timeline. Oy, oy, oy. But see, the same people who get mad about that are the same kind of people who, if they were actually presented with that decision, would absolutely do the same thing. You can, you know, pretend all you want that you wouldn't send the master to the bad guys, in this case, the Germans, um, because you, like, what? And then everyone's like, this oh, well, also, he's, a, he's the, the Indian man it, now. The way they couch this is like, oh, well, it's bad because he's played by a man of color. And I'm like, okay, there's some paternalization shit here that really mm-hmm. needs to stop. Because yeah. you're like, oh, we can't have characters of color unless there are these pure angels. They're never allowed to be bad. I'm like, he just fucking wiped out their planet, and he's working with the Nazis, and he yeah. just murdered a bunch of people. Right. Also, we talked about this last year when we had one of our Doctor Who episodes where people were really mad about, oh no, my brain just completely blanked. What were we talking about last year that people got mad about? Um, got mad about a lot of things, so this well, is yes, not helping like, me. Hold on, hold on, crap. It was. <laughs> this is what happens when you're thinking about too many things at once. Um, the master's being awful. Oh, right. When people, when people were like, oh my gosh, they killed the gay character. And I'm like, first of all, shut up. Second of all, you cannot utilize terminology about barrier gays or, you know, people of color being shafted on other TV shows to somehow make a false equivalency about it being on Doctor Who. When Doctor Who this season literally had two sets of gay characters. Well, they they had a gay couple and then they had freaking, what's his face come back from, um, and Jack then the first Harkness. thing, yeah, I forgot his name for a hot second. I was about to be like, John, I'm like, that's not right. Corey will say it. Jack comes and kisses um, Graham and everyone like flipped out. And I'm like, this series has been even more on top of like making sure that things are very inclusive and the people that we see reflect the people on Earth, especially because we've been sitting on Earth for the number of episodes that we have. And like, I can get, what? like, at the beginning of the very first episode last season when Grace died, I was like, yeah we all immediately were like nope but you know the show has done a really good job of trying to present the world as is which means we're going to see more people of all walks of life exactly that also means that you have to treat them as they could be in peril as any other character that's normalizing just being able to see people and being able to see them as you would have seen white characters being handled Absolutely. And, and also, we got our first black lady doctor. Yep. Which, which was amazing. Know, the get woke and, go broke people are having a time over that. But now you have other people like, well, I just, I don't know. William Hartnell should have always been the first doctor. I just don't like that they're playing with the continuity like this. I'm like, what continuity? Up. There are episodes of Doctor Who that don't even exist anymore because they recorded over them. Please be quiet. I am so tired of this weird level of idealistic platforming that people are expecting the 13th Doctor. And I don't know if it's because it's the first woman that they think she has to absolutely be perfect. And I'm like, why are you guys doing this? Oh, I don't like that she's happy all the time. I want to see... What? And then you get the season where she's always sad, and it's like, I just don't like seeing her so sad all the time. I'm like, you, you, people can't win with you. Yeah. You cannot win with you. There's no way to win. It's just, uh, it's like quicksand. The only thing you can do is just be chill 
and hope that you can raise yourself up slowly. The more you fight at it, fight with it, the more likely you are to die. Which, by the way, people don't die as often as we think they do based on the movies and cooks they had. That's just a side note. But I learned this a couple weeks ago. And I was like, <laughs> okay, good to know. Great. I'm glad that if I ever actually do meet quicksand in my life, I know how to respond. Um, but, like, honestly. So, obviously, there's all the negative crap. But just so we don't spend the whole time yelling, because you guys have heard us do that and are probably tired of it. Things that are really cool. So, obviously, The Lady Doctor, which I personally... Here's the thing. I read the recaps before I watch the episodes because I learned last season that there are certain things I don't like to see, like big owl spiders. I, in fact, <laughs> that episode, that episode I have not seen. I remember when you saw that. It was just like this steady stream of haram, 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 haram. I literally did not know. And then I found out. And so I had to watch it with a friend back when Rabbit Rip and Rest existed. And she would just like send a message of like, close your eyes. And then like, I would like listen to it happen. And it was fine because like, it was still kind of gross, but, like, listening to it wasn't as awful. And so I do that now. And also because I'm me and I love spoilers. But I, even reading the spoilers and, like, knowing it was coming still didn't stop me from pausing and literally screaming, like, with guttural excitement because it was because so you good. Get to see the characterization. Yes. And just, like, this doctor is super confident and collected and really yes. feeling herself. And she is nothing at all, like... Jody's doctor exactly and they're both like whoms are you what are you talking about and then just the way they interact with each other and going back real quick to the timeline situation and continuity the whole premise of this series is messing with the continuity the whole thing is the master saying everything you know has been a lie and therefore everything the viewers have known for ages has been if not a lie you know not the whole truth and so we're learning now with the time the, the timeless men the the cybermen and the timeless child me combining words is nothing new. Mm-hmm. They're putting this all together in the two-parter, and we know from the titles that the two-parter is about the Cybermen, and we're, we are going to go back into space. So there's clearly a very specific story that the writers have been crafting about how they want to <coughs> tell the story about the Earth with pollution. And today's episode, which we won't talk about because we haven't seen it, but like I know is about mental health. And by the time, you know, this goes up, it'll have already aired, so you guys will have seen it all. But the point that I'm making is that every single episode has been for a very specific reason. None of it, in my opinion, has been left to um, chance, just like last season, last mm-hmm. series, I should say. Orphan 55, it's for example. Building. has been Yeah, I mean, we start from the top, like, yeah, we know who the master is, and the master is mad at everyone. But even in that episode, there are hints of, like, something is going on on our planet. And we live in a world where, like, whether you believe, I don't know if you would be listening to us if you didn't, you know, understand how climate change works. That just seems like not our audience, but whatever. Um, I don't want to assume. If you don't, whatever. The point is, though, is that Orphan 55 from the start is like, what is happening? What is going on with the spa? And even without me reading the recap, I immediately was like, mm, I don't trust anything. And so we get a mother and daughter story, but we also get a, by the way, this is what happens to Earth after everyone destroys it which is currently what is occurring so i don't understand how people are mad about it don't watch tv if you don't want to learn about the real world i guess because they think it's too on the nose and i'm like well we have people that flat out deny science is a thing at this point in time so i really don't see how we can be too on the nose especially for a show that's about science yeah (laughs) it's like expecting cyber chase to not teach kids about math like that's not how that works but also, I do want to go back to Joe Martin, her yes. doctor, was just, I loved her so much. 
And you could see that there were shades of the Doctor. She was maybe a little bit darker. She reminded me more of um, a little bit of ten and a little bit of seven. That They could have these moments of darkness of like, don't shoot the gun. I'm really upset you killed yourself. But I did program it as a failsafe, knowing that if you did, you'd kill yourself. But I'm still and upset also, about it. I told you not to do it like four times. I did, yeah. in fact, tell you, please not to do the thing. And I but think what's 13 really interesting is just absolutely beside herself. So right. we don't know where Joe Martin's doctor is on the timeline. Is this your first doctor or no? Well, we don't know. It hasn't been okay. a- answered. And we don't even know. She may be like an alternate universe doctor. But the thing is, 13 reacts so viscerally because she's gone through the time war. She had several centuries of thinking she genocidally killed her people to stop a universal war that would have killed everyone. She -hmm. just found out that the master genocidally killed their people after she did all of that work to protect them. Right. So for her, seeing a version of herself do that even though and just be like well i'm upset but i warned her like i i could see why she's just so not able to process it in that moment absolutely well i think too regardless of alternate universe or not like clearly she's earlier in the timeline so it says a lot about our doctor that we're used to having gone through the experiences of all of the doctors that we've seen whether you've watched every episode or not clearly trying to be a different person with a different set of um not necessarily values but a different set of values and a different set of goals it is obviously helping people and making sure that the world doesn't explode because that's kind of her job but beyond that her whole relationship with the fam is you guys aren't my minions and we've talked about this in other episodes that's from and also we talked about it in ladies first way back when her thing is you guys even if they can't be equals in the sense of like dr knows all of these things and her whole thing is that she's like this two is it two brains or two hearts or both being like whatever but Yaz and Graham and Ryan get to be independent people who learn from her and also teach her so it's a mutual relationship between all of them Mm -hmm. so they're not being treated like minions and they get to actually be real people which is awesome well we saw in Last week's episode, not the most recent one, which has some stuff to do with Yaz, but since we haven't watched it yet, we're not going to comment on it. But last week, when Yaz was like, no, I really need to go back and get this, Mm -hmm. and you could tell the doctor was like, no, and then Yaz was putting her foot down, and at some point, the doctor, she doesn't want any harm to come to her companions, but you could tell that was a moment where she had to respect Yaz's, Yaz's decision, even right. though she was not happy about it, but she respected right. it anyway. And I also <laughs> think, I mean, for me, I read her face at the very last second, like as she's going back to the TARDIS is like being impressed, you know, because she has, she's given them the option of like, go back home. Like, I, you don't need to do this with me. We saw this last series and this series, it's still similar to the part of the issue is like, I mean, they, they've called her out on it. They've been like, we don't know anything about you. And we're, I mean, they don't say this explicitly, but it's clear that they'll respect her decision not to tell them everything but they want to know because she knows everything about them and it's fair to be asking the doctor like we're spending all of our time with you and almost dying every time we hang out can you let us know what the hell is happening in life and so for her to actually you know both be like don't do the thing but also i'm gonna respect Respect. your decision to do that shows that one she's understand that everyone around her has grown because of their experiences and that two she trusts them to do what's right 
Or she at least trusts them to make their own decisions. Yeah. At least and the, just the like, goal is to do the right thing anyway. Yeah, for me, like, her last companion before she met her fam with 12 was Bill. And Bill died because the doctor wasn't able to get back there to save her. Right. And, yes, Moffat wound up having her magical space sentient puddle girlfriend bring her back to life. And they went off to be happy lesbians together. It's it's weird. But, like, <laughs> Doctor you know, Who, weird? Shocker. 13's last companion died on her watch. Clara died on her watch. And 12 spent... F- I'm going to try to break this down. Uh, long story short, back before the Master Barbecue Gallifrey, there was a prophecy they were scared of, and they thought the Doctor knew who the prophecy was about, and they trapped him in his personal disc it's like something where time lords go when they die to kind of put their thoughts down for the next generation except they booby trapped his and it wound up being like this torture device to try to get him to tell them who it was and he was using them to try to bring clara back to life and he spent four and a half billion years in that just for the opportunity to try to bring Clara back. Like, this is how much he really, really hates his companions getting hurt. So, Oh, thir- my Lanta. <laughs> yeah, so for 13 to let Yaz go do the thing, I'm like, this is why I'm like, I know she's not happy about it, even if she's right. respecting her choice. Because it's like, right. if something does happen to Yaz, it's Bill and Clara all over again. Right. <laughs> well, and I think that's what makes this series so interesting to me, as someone who's only watched... At most, a handful of episodes from the other series before last year. I don't, I know enough to like get by, but there's a lot that I don't know. So for me, being able to watch and still know enough to understand what's happening, that shows that the writers are doing a really good job of connecting everything. Well, and that because was the goal. Like, I mean, yeah. that was the goal when Chibnall took over. It was like, I want to make this first series season that I have be that even if you haven't watched Doctor Who before, you could join in and you would right. understand it and you wouldn't get lost with the decades worth of history. Right, right. And I think, I mean, personally, for me, I mean, I love space as much as the next person. And I think that obviously the show is about space and time and science and all of those pieces. But beyond just the storyline leading towards this, you know, Cybermen situation. And however, them being on Earth for X number of episodes leads to them being with the Cybermen. I think they're doing a really good job of really centering the story because it is about here are all the ways that Earth is being affected. So think about all the ways that other planets have been affected by the same issues or by other people. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, just by the virtue of like they've been talking about it, like we know now the title is Ascension of the Cybermen and the Timeless Children. And even though... You know, understandably, Chibnall won't say anything about the last episode. He said, like, they were really excited in Spyfall. And by episode 10, it's going to be the complete opposite. And who knows if they're even going to be all together. And, like, this finale is going to kick everyone's butt, which is a really good thing that we have a special afterwards. Because I have a feeling it's going to end in a really intense cliffhanger. But we shall see in five weeks? Four weeks? Oh, my gosh, that's wild. Four weeks, yeah. So... (laughs) No, three weeks. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. It's literally March 1st is the finale. Ah, well, there we go. So <laughs> that'll be really interesting to see, especially because we know that the first episode is about, like, 
human refugees or at least just refugees in general going up against the Cybermen. And so it's going to be really intense. I'm also really excited because the Cybermen in recent years have become kind of like second fiddle yeah. villains compared to the Daleks. And, I re- and the Daleks were kind of becoming a joke. And I really oh. liked how Chibnall recentered the Daleks as just like, oh. you know, they're a threat. So I'm really excited to see what he does with the Cybermen to reestablish them as like this very terrifying assimilationist Borg force. I mean, he calls them, quote, particularly relentless and ruthless unquote, and also single-minded and brutal. That is the essence of their monster personality and the nightmares, how do you escape them? So I have a feeling this this two-part episode is going to be one of those things where I have to just, like, hide while I watch because it's <laughs> probably going to include jump scare, Not jump scares, but, like, it's going to include, like, moments that are going to be, like, really intense. And he straight up was like, please watch as quickly as you can. Like, either watch it live or right after because I'm sure spoilers will be up. And also... The Doctor Who Twitter literally posts spoilers right as the episode is airing, which isn't the end of the world, but also sucks for people who aren't, like, they don't get to watch it until they're the American time or, like, the other countries wherever it's shown. So, I don't know. It's just a very interesting perspective on, like, show Twitters also just being upfront about the fact that there's going to be spoilers mm-hmm. and trying to make it, like, event TV, which is the whole point of, like, why people try to watch live. Like, everyone has to watch it together. And so I am just very intrigued to see what's going on. And I will say it looks like they look terrifying, even from just like pre-CGI, you know, addition to because they have filming photos up. And so I'm just intrigued to see how this all pans out because I'm sure it's going to be a lot. And everyone's going to be talking about it for at least a week after the episode's air. And then we'll get to it eventually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll probably, I mean... I don't want to promise you guys anything, but I'm sure we'll be able to record pretty quickly after. But we'll I make mean, it work. Looping back a little bit, though, is I don't like again that there's people saying I, you know, oh, it's it's this seems very political or this seems very on the nose, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is the same doctor that went out of its way to make the Daleks an allegory for Nazis. And yeah. it seems pretty damn apparent that Shibnall is using the Cybermen as an allegory for something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I wonder why the dog whistle people have a problem with this. <clears throat> right. And it's also interesting <laughs> because, do you need some water, Corey? No, um, that was I affected. Know. I, I know that. <laughs> I also went ahead and drank some water so I don't start coughing accidentally. Um, just in general, the way that, like, like the nickel, like the, Adel, uh, not, blech, sorry, I'm getting all of the historical people mixed up. The Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror episode, for example, I think is really interesting because it's all about taking, you know, a very specific historical figure and transplanting him into Doctor Who lore and making it so that all of that functions and for me i think the important thing is at the end yeah it's being like now everyone will like you and like care about you and doctor the doctor's like no like he's gonna die like nothing's gonna change until the very end and she's like what but that's again it's a reminder of they can't mess with the timeline they Mm -hmm. can't they can only do what they can to stop whatever invading alien party or weird situation is to solve it and i also actually now that i've said that I don't understand why people are complaining about it being on Earth because it's still been aliens invading every single damn week. Like, yeah. how many alien invasions like, can you stop? It's very sci-fi. It's very, very <laughs> sci-fi. I'm like, they're, they're, 
We're not missing any sci-fi elements. And they're still spending a gazillion dollars filming to make it happen. I mean, the Praxis episode I think I was reading, all of the time that it's, like, super windy, none of that was, like, an effect. It literally was that windy. And Mm -hmm. they were all just, like, sad the whole time while they were filming it. Well, I bet the scene continuity people were beyond Mm. sad at that point. No, (laughs) we can't do that. We have to wait for the wind to blow the dress the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, people probably aren't paying enough attention to that. I don't know, though. Sometimes fans get really intense, as we have clearly been talking about at length in all of our episodes about things. Mm -hmm. But I just think personally, like, this, I personally have really enjoyed it. I think the series clearly is leading to a certain point and a certain message Cliffhanger or not, we're clearly going to get some kind of payoff. And even if we don't get any clear answers right away, we have been told we're going to get some answers about the other doctor at some point. Mm-hmm. The, which, I, whether she's the first or just like mm-hmm. timeline alteration, parallel, you know, I mean, we don't know yet because we'll find out. But I think they've done a really good job of lining all that up for the viewers. And once the whole series is done, you can go back and rewatch everything for all of the hints that you don't pick up on until after. Yes. Which we got a lot of last series. Um, I do want to, because we're kind of wrapping up with the Doctor Who bits, but on our last episode, you know, before grad school and, like, whooping cough happened, we talked about a YouTube series that we were excited for. And Sahar found out some more information. Yes. Do you have that information pulled up? (laughs) Oh, sorry. So, okay, I apologize. I thought you were just going to say it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, You're the one so, that has it. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ficto app um, has not gone live yet, but it does exist. And what the it's called East of La Brea is the specific series we're talking about. And so it's honestly, it's, it's kind of like Quibi. I'm not actually sure how to pronounce the new streaming app that's coming out in April. Not the point. It's short form. There's like five to six or seven, maybe like. 10 episodes total depending on the show and they're all like 10 15 minutes a piece if that and it's built around being like mobile and so when this app finally launches all of these shows will be up and then east of la brea will be available and so as soon as it's available we will talk about it and make sure to link it because i think it's only i want to say it was only eight episodes that they filmed but i'm not sure because the one problem is that they haven't really posted a lot about like the actual details they've just said like it's coming like keep watching we're gonna make it happen and i'm like but i want to see it now i mean i do think an interesting detail is um it's paul feig's digital media production company powder keg that produced Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. so i am curious to see how it's going to i mean i know the writer's room is diverse but i'm curious to see how it's going to be overall yeah absolutely especially because i mean at least the deadline article is very much promoting the aspect of it's supposed to be very inclusively created so they're they said for this first launch slate which includes like some other like reality shows and other fiction series as well um, there's 22 women behind Victor's launch slate and will deliver, quote, a millennial focus. Wait, never mind. Sorry, that's unrelated. But yeah, so they have a lot of um, women involved and like people of color, women of color. Um, so I'm hopeful. We'll see. And all of the you guys can just go listen to the last episode. I'm going to reread all of the things. But they have very specific series 
the whole premise is these writer rooms are going to be writing about stuff that's related to them. Mm-hmm. And it's, so. it's created by Samir Gardezi. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been writing for a while. He's been on different shows like um, Mind of Mencia, which mm-hmm. is way back. But he more recently, I think he did some work for, what was it, Modern Family. Yeah. So he's been around the block. He knows what he's talking about. So yeah, so he's got the experience. And they worked really um, in tandem with a nonprofit that has black Muslim people in charge. Like, mm-hmm. the whole thing is anti-racism in Muslim communities and all of this. So I'm really – hopefully it'll be good. Well, you know, you'll hear from us whether it's not because clearly we're opinionated people. So you'll <laughs> definitely hear from us whether we like it or not. Um, and at some point we'll definitely talk about just for upcoming this year, Zari 2.0 and Legends of Tomorrow and pretty much um, – Who made her return in episode two. Of the series. That is so weird how they started that on, like, the end of Crisis. Whatever. 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 It's stupid. We're moving on. But we got to see Zari again. There is obviously a lot more that's going to happen. But I I am already... I know I'm going to be asking Sahar, is this an ethical dilemma to restore (laughs) her memories when they were so traumatic? Well, I think... (laughs) I think that's kind of... I will actually, I was thinking about this earlier. I think it goes back to all of the silly, and I say silly in that, like, when you do ethical debates in class, it always ends up being the, like, will you let this train run over a whole bunch of people to save this one other person? I think it goes back to that. Like, for Zari, she, of course, will be happy because her family's alive. But, you know what? We'll just talk about it right now real quickly. For those of you who are watching, if you don't want to hear about the rest of the Legends of Tomorrow episode because you haven't watched it, then pause and come back. Spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like this whole episode's a spoiler alert. It's all we ever do. But long story short, Zari's whole life has been changed because of the um, happiness at the park in the finale of the season they last year. They basically stopped that registration act. Yeah. And it changed and the future so her entire so now, family wasn't slaughtered. Right. So now Behran, her brother, is actually the legend. And she, because she had the dragon, became instantaneously famous at the age of like 12. And then in the last, like, couple of years in her timeline has taken control of everything from her own agent and is now in charge of her whole Z Nation. She's, like, yeah, she's a social influencer, but she literally is in charge of her own company, has to prep all of her videos, and is still really intelligent. Like, they didn't make her dumb by any, Mm -hmm. like, they didn't do that approach. She's still really smart. She actually figures out at the end of the episode, like, something's up with Behrat and Nate. She even recognizes Nate from something else. And so now... She's actually on the on the freaking out. <laughs> and, and and the promo just has her screaming and being really bad. And so it'll just be really interesting to see how between the second to the last episode of the season, she goes from Zari 2.0 back to Zari 1.0 or and then probably a combination of the two. Because it'll probably just be like with, for those of you who watch Arrow, Mia has two sets of memories now because of Crisis. So... We'll definitely talk about that. And honestly, we're probably just going to start talking about all sorts of stuff. And it won't necessarily only be about Muslims in the media. The world, that's still our focus, obviously. But we've kind of become this more topical podcast, if you will. And so if there are other things you want us to just talk about, we're also ready for that as well. Because, again, if we haven't established this, we have opinions. <laughs> and we're not afraid to yell. No, no. If anything makes me go that's haram, then we're going to talk about it, pretty much. Yeah, basically. I mean, the the scope of this show has turned into what's haram, 
let's talk about what's been haram and why it's haram. Yes, yes, because there's and all also, sorts of you things know, happening. Some stuff that's halal that we enjoy that's not haram, like Doctor Who. So far, don't disappoint well, me, Chibnall. Doctor Who is halal. Doctor Who's uh, certain fan bases are, but honestly, like let's be real, fandom is haram. Anything that idolizes something is because idolization is haram, and that's literally why they like broke all the idols in the Kaaba. But now we're getting in a different point of the story. I mean, to be fair, that's kind of the entire point of this podcast of like (laughs) fandom is can technically be haram with the idolization. I feel like we're not quite at a point where we've had enough episodes that we could do one specifically detailing the nuances of that. Yes, but we're building up to it. I will say, when Oliver Queen died, I am not an Oliver Queen fan, so I, I was pleased. But when Oliver Queen died and they put up his uh, statue, all of my friends on Twitter who are Jewish and Muslim were like, this is not allowed. <laughs> this is literally the exact opposite of what is allowed anywhere. <laughs> so I just think that's really funny. But yes, like eventually, you know, we are kind of building to an episode on that, but... There's just some more stuff I think we need to lay the groundwork on. <laughs> yes, yes. And we always call for questions, and we really do want them. We like answering questions. We've gotten some good ones in the past. So yeah, just, you know, uh, the episode know. we did about, what was it, angels and demons? Yeah. That equivalent. Um, you know, we did a whole episode trying to break down how, you know, that works in Islam. And we got into that third category of jinn. Mm-hmm. that we got to talk to um, about as well. So obviously we're going to have something coming up this year with Ramadan because it's Ramadan and we're going to try There's not to swear something. that episode because all the demons are going to be locked up and anything we say is completely and 100% on us and I'm probably going <laughs> to fail, but we're going to try. We did a really good job last time and also Ramadan this year. Well, Ramadan until two years from now will also be during the time of Eurovision. So that's going to be an experience. And also I'm going to the BTS concert during Ramadan. So that's going to be an experience. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm I'm going to the BTS concert. So I'm sure at some point I will absolutely work in fandom and chaos into an episode of That's Rom. Uh, and then also stay tuned to maybe Corey and I reacting to certain fans and things. We'll let you know. That's coming maybe, question mark. Also, just like some other stuff that we just have seen recently that we're not going to talk about in this episode because it's going to be its own episode and you have to stay tuned to find out, but we think it is definitely Haram. Yes. Can I be any could... more vague? I know, vaguer? right? Is it more vague or vaguer? I think it's vaguer more sounds vague. like Jaeger and then that sounds like alcohol and I went to <laughs> a whole Haram, haram spiral. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with And on vague. that note, Doctor Who's great. Doctor Who's fans need to just take a nap. It'll be okay. We're going to see what the Cybermen are doing and whether Yaz, Ryan, Graham, and Doctor survive all this chaos. And um, shout also, out to... Also, stop holding people to impossible to meet standards. Yes. And I'm then not also saying just... it's like, oh, you shouldn't meet the bare level of decency, but like, oh, I let the Nazis have a genocidal murdering fascist. <clears throat> I must be a bad person now. Really? Yeah, I don't really know what the alternative was. People People get mad about people punching Nazis. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. But that, again, is taking us in a different direction. So thank you for listening to our first episode of 2020. We're going to wind that down because we don't need to start another episode in the middle of this one when we're trying to end it. Um, We do want to mention really quick, we have some other podcasts on our Fundamentals Network. 
So, Fae Forge has joined up with us uh, quite recently in January. They are every Friday, and they're basically kind of like a Let's Play RPG. They record episodes in advance, but they do have a live Twitch stream that you can go watch um, when they do their whole playing thing. But we do have episodes for them every Friday. Also, we have Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics, and they're going to be kicking off uh, for the rest of this year. They're going to be exploring propaganda in film, uh, particularly pro and anti-fascist propaganda. Ooh. So, yeah, 2020 is the year that the Fundamentals gets a little bit more overtly um, in your face Woke. about our political stuff. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I'm not using the word work incorrectly here. I just thought it was funny. Please, no one yell at me in the comments. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do have that series um, is going to be coming up throughout the rest of the year. So they're really doing a lot of deep dives into propaganda films. I know they're going to be starting with some stuff um, during World War II because, obviously, that was hmm. rating high. And then they'll kind of move to some more present-day films. But that's coming up, and then we also just have uh, Fandom Meeples, which is, you know, kind of like the tabletop RPG industry in general. And I swear at some point, we will have another episode of Ladies First. I just can't promise you when. So, at some point. At some point. And then, uh, also, we have some episodes of The Fandomentalist um, with Kylie... Gretchen and Julia, you can check out the episode from them last month where they just did all the Star Wars stuff. So, LOL. We were going to yeah. do a little bit of Star Wars just today. I forgot. That's okay. We don't need to we do it. We don't need to do that. Yelling. We don't need to do that. I've already got my <laughs> blood pressure up from the Doctor Who fandom. I don't need to have an aneurysm. But if you guys are interested in reading, wow, that sounds so funny. If you like to read and you are looking for a book that's coming out this year, that is inspired by our favorite um, Storm Pilot duo. There is a book coming out whose name I just forgot, so we will put it in the link. But that will be coming out in April, and I've heard good things about it. So if you are missing out and want more of that, it's similar to guys and a girl living their best lives trying to, you know, save the world, empire, planet, universe. There we go. It's like, planet, that's the same thing as world. They're going to save the so, thing. Yeah, they're going to do the thing. So that's fun. It's happening. Thank you for listening to us. Please give us comments and questions. And Thanks. we will be back next time to talk more Doctor Who. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs>